about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. It's a great time to be out here on Christmas Day. I know it's a bit cold and it's a bit... It's got a chill in the atmosphere, but you know, what an awesome time to just be in God's presence uh, and also to see faces you haven't seen for a long time. Uh, uh, just walking to church, uh, it's such a, such a wonderful time to be in church. I'm not going to... Uh, keep you here too much but I let's let's talk about Christmas and let's go into the book of Luke in chapter 1 and verse 25 26 to 35 Luke in chapter 1 and verse 26 to 35 in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee every single word I, uh, 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 I read here has a meaning but I don't have the time to go into each one but it says it was to a virgin named Mary. We spoke about virgin on Sunday. Uh, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a, descend, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. God is with all of you today in Jesus' name. He says, God, the Lord is with you. And then he went further on. So he says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. But don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Mm. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never what? End. Maybe ask the angel, well, how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. <laughs> People used to say she was barren but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Then the angel left her. Then the angel what left her. Uh, I, I, I believe this morning um, I want to speak to you still about the heart of Christmas. The heart of Christmas. But I want to use a, new, a different version in the King James Version. When I read from verse 36, it says, And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her for who was called barren. And verse 37, it says, For with God. For with God. For with God. Someone say this to yourself. Say, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Isaiah 9, 6, the Amplified says, For unto us a child is born, 
to us a son is given. So the question is, why do we celebrate Christmas? And I want for us, so that when you get home, let me just give you some, a, a brief lecture. I can't go into the details of it. But just when you get home and you, you're over your Christmas talking and all that kind of stuff and people are asking you questions, let me just deliver you uh, this morning. Uh, because there are many misconceptions of, of Christmas, many misconceptions. But let me just give you a bit of a history, just a bit. The first major celebration of Christmas was actually by the emperor of Rome called Constantine, uh, 336, who became a Christian and changed Rome into a Christian city. Actually, his mother did so much for Christianity uh, in the whole of Rome. And actually, his mother was, was, a, was a real strong woman in bringing him into Christianity and him, him turning the entirety of Rome into a Christian city. And that's why you have all these massive churches and all these kinds of stuff. It started from him um, in, in, in 336. But, but then someone else, Pope Julius I, uh, chose December the 25th as... Christmas Day. You hear that from Julius, Pope Julius the first. Uh, was Jesus born on the 25th of December? Uh, 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 no, he wasn't. Uh, some people feel he was born during spring. Some people feel he was born in October. Uh, so basically, was he really born on the 25th of December? No. Uh, hence, when someone asks me, I am not celebrating Jesus' birthday. I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus. Mm. And that's the diff there's a big difference. You understand? I am celebrating that Jesus was born to us. I'm not celebrating a day. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, so, so for all this uh, stuff of uh, paganism and all that, I'm not bothered. I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus. Uh, I'm not celebrating his birthday. So today, most Christians celebrate on the 25th uh, of December. And then you also, in the Western world, uh, using the uh, Gregorian, uh, 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 what would I say, calendar, they chose the 25th of December. But if you uh, go further on, it's the Eastern Christian churches, and this will happen, celebrate Christmas uh, on the 7th of January because they use what is called the Julian calendar. It's still the same date, they just use different uh, dates. Hence, you will find out that this song, the 12 days of Christmas, you understand, my true love sent to me, all that, was a way of bringing a unity between the Gregorian and the Julian calendar. Because when you count from the date, from the 25th or count the 26, 27, 28, 29, 20, you find out that by the time it hits the 7th of January, there were 12 days. That all they were trying to do was to just unify that we are still celebrating Christ all throughout that time until they celebrate the epiphany. So, this is not a disagreement over the dates of Christmas as such, but rather a preference of which calendar should be used to determine the day, and, and that is 25th uh, for some people, and the 7th of January. So, Pastor, why did you say that? There's a simple conclusion. One, if the angels celebrated Jesus, so we are also celebrating him. I'm not celebrating the day. I don't, I don't need to get into any argument with you. You can take your philosophy, your theology, your uh, biology, take it anywhere. All I'm concerned is that we want to show the world 
We want to show the world, and no matter how much they commercialize it or materialize it, there is something still in the recesses of their heart. Why are we celebrating? When they really go deep into it, Jesus still features prominently in their lives. So we are celebrating Jesus. We're celebrating the fact that if the angels could celebrate Jesus, so we also are celebrating Jesus. And if you don't even understand anything, just go to Romans chapter 15 verse 12. It says rejoice with those who are rejoicing. So just rejoice with me today because I'm rejoicing that Jesus uh, was born. Do you get that? Amen. And so that brings us nicely into what we've spoken about of the heart of Christmas. The heart of Christmas is still us celebrating the Lord Jesus Christ because unto us a child was born, unto us a son is given. And so during Christmas we find out that there is always an exchange. There is always an exchange. Let me quickly do do a diversion here. Quickly. Remember that during Christmas people give gifts as Christ was given to us. With the gift that people give you, you really don't have a choice than to accept it. You understand? And that's why when Christ was given to us we have no choice than to accept it. What we shouldn't do is we shouldn't ignore the gift, we shouldn't store the gift, but we should adore the gift. (laughs) Are you doing what I'm saying? So I don't ignore the gift that Jesus gave to me without me paying a penny because when someone gives you a gift, you didn't pay for it. Okay, for some people, yes, you you, you paid for it. I kind of like my son this morning that was doing a kind of transaction. I don't understand. He gave me a card, he put some money in there, and shortly after that, he says, Dad, my Christmas, I want to download some games. I said, oh, okay. And, and I downloaded the first one. And then he said, the second one. I said, second one is uh, a bit expensive. He said, yeah, uh, uh, do, you want, do you want 50 pounds? I'm like, you just gave me a present uh, or, 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 or some money. He says, yeah, but, but I'm t- I, I can give you more. I said, I, I, this is so, I, I got so confused. I'm like, boy, boy, you're, 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 there's something going wrong here. He says, yeah, uh, why are you rejecting the, extra money I want to add to that I said so so you gave me money for me to spend back on you just almost in the space of, of 15 minutes uh, 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 like I, I don't understand this um, but, but, but generally a gift is given to us so that we accept the gift not store the gift, not ignore the gift, but to adore the gift. And that's what we're doing today. We're adoring Jesus Christ because he is the greatest Christmas present that everyone can give to you. Over the few weeks, I said there's different gifts that Christmas teaches us about. The gift of value, the gift of grace. And today, I just want to give you a small synopsis of Christmas being the gift of hope. It's the gift of hope. He came to give us hope. Christ is the hope. His birth is the hope. It is a special hope. It is not some vaguely optimistic hope that will eventually run run its course. The, The Christmas, if you even look into Christmas, even Christians, they tried as much as possible to destroy Christmas. Even in England... There was a period where the, uh, purist, the, the Puritans, they came in and they demolished and said, we're not celebrating Christmas. Even in America, there was a time where the 25th of December was not a holiday at all. They, they, they just tried to get rid of all the English um, um, stuff after the World War and they, uh, uh, and they decided we're not celebrating Christmas. But somehow, somehow, 
There is always my Jesus that always comes up. Someone, somehow he would take someone out and he will replace them with someone else who will start to say, we are celebrating Christmas. And then for a few years in America and over the world, he was known as Happy Holidays. And then when God was fed up with that government, he took that government away. He says, one way or the other, you are going to talk about Christ who has came for the masses. It's called Christmas. Messiah that came for the masses. And today, why do we always speak about Christmas and why is it so much under attack? It's because Christmas speaks about hope and people want to destroy hope and turn us into something that is hopeless. No wonder during Christmas we do find many people who are hopeless, who many people who are depressed, many people who don't have joy in their heart. Why don't they have joy? Because they don't realize that the very essence of Christmas is just the gift of hope. That you will make it. That's all he's saying. That's all he's saying. What does the gift of hope give us? Hope. It gives me hope. It gives me joy. What do I know about Christmas? What do I know about the hope of Christmas? I know that hope knows who is with me. When you have hope, you will know who is with you. He is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. When you go through things and you remember the birth of Jesus, you know that your Emmanuel is with you. Matthew 1.23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God with us does not come in the spectacular. He comes in unawares and he then creates the spectacular. God with me doesn't actually come in the spectacular. He comes on the inside of me and then makes me into a spectacular species of what he wants to do with me. God with you, God with you may not make you spectacular, but he has the power to turn the supernatural grace of God up on the inside of you and turn you to be a spectacular for, uh, 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 present for what the world is looking for. I, it means that I can face any situation with courage and with the belief that God is with me. Emmanuel is God's promise that you are not alone. So pastor, what are you saying about this? Very simple. You've got to know that God is with you. Ah, oh, but pastor, I'm going through some stuff I really don't understand. But Mary also thought about that. God, if you gave me such a promise, why am I giving birth to your son in a stable? Would you not think about that? God, why is it that it's at this particular time that they decided to bring a decree and do a censor? Why, why, why at this time? Because when you came to me, you said, woman of God, highly favored of the Lord. But this table doesn't show any favor. Come on, come on, think with me. This, this place where I am doesn't show any kind of favor. I mean, if, 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 for, for Christian Pentecostal, no, this is Christmas, for Christian Pentecostal lovely people, when you talk about favor, you want to see the element of favor showing, right? 
So when I drive a good car, that's the favor of God is upon you. When I have a good wife on my, on my, on my arm, that's favor. When, when I'm in a, in a position at a job, that is favor. When I walk into a place and bam, a job just comes like that, oh, that is favor. When I have a large church, oh, that is favor. And so we, 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 we place favor on material things. Oh, in fact, you would determine your favor today by the amount of gifts you get. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting this. Oh, thank you. And then you look at some, ah, so the only gift you can give me is an iron. <laughs> or a washing machine or a hoover. For, for women, men don't do that. I'm, I'm telling you. If, you. if you bought such a gift today, uh, take it out of there and just find some money. Because it's not a good idea, to be honest with you. Uh, but many people just think that when things are not going right, then God is not with me. But this woman, this Mary gave birth to Jesus in a smelly stable. But as she stood there, favor is not a location. Favor it depends on who is with you. Favor is an attraction. And while she was still there, and they were thinking, how are we going to provide for this child? Wise men started following a star unknown to them. While they were there, they didn't realize the star. There was a star coming, a navigation star coming all the way, 700 miles from where they were. And the star was saying, just follow me, just follow me, just follow me. They met Herod, ignored Herod, and they kept following the star. And, follow, and they followed the star to the stable, not to a palace, but just to a stable. God is with you, even today. Even when you go home and you're not eating what you really want, God is still with you. Even though you look at your situation and it doesn't match up to the promise, God is still with you. Hope says, I know who is with me. And that's the hope that you should have as you leave church today. I leave church because the favor of God is with me. Blessed am I because Christ is with me. Not with me because of those who are around me, but with me because of the man who is in me. That's just the whole thing. The second thing hope tells us is hope knows all things are possible. All things are possible. Christmas simply says, with God, all things are possible. The cure for turmoil is hope. A believing confidence in God's sovereignty. The hope tells us Everything is possible. And as I was sharing on Sunday, the man who was in prison for 27 years still had the hope that something can change. When you hear his testimony, he says, God was just still with me. Somehow, he drew out of an impossible situation. And what thought that this is how he will spend the rest of his life, Christmas came early for him. Uh, God just started to raise help that he did not pay for. That he did not know. Cyrus coming from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. University students that are not getting any money, had nothing. All coming together just to get one man out of prison. Can I say this to someone? If Mary could say, how can this be possible? He says, the Holy Spirit, the power of God will come upon you. As you sit in church this morning, let me say the power of God will come upon you. And what looked impossible for 
for man will become possible with God. And God gave her and he says, do you really know that the woman they called barren has, is now pregnant? Are you following what I'm saying? Your Christmas is prophesying what will happen to you in the next few days. Your Christmas is prophesying that God is on your side. It is saying to you that if with man and with you it looks impossible. But with God, all things are possible. God does not shut down on the 25th of December. Eh, he's not. He, eh, he, he's always at work. I, I was coming this morning and as we go near this place, we saw some people sweeping the streets. They're being paid to sweep the streets. And I said it was on Christmas Day, on the 25th of December. And before in, in the United Kingdom, you can't buy anything. You can't even buy petrol. You can't buy nothing on the 25th of December. But today as we were driving around, some shops were still open. Uh, the cafe was open. Uh, some places were still open. People were still walking. And people were still making money on Christmas Day. People were still <laughs> uh, trying to merchandise their goods on Christmas Day. And some people are going to run into some places to quickly buy some things on Christmas Day. Because although you shut down, they did not shut down. Same thing with God. Even on Christmas Day, whenever the day Jesus was born, everybody else had shut down. But the wise men, they didn't shut down because God says, while you're eating, I'm working on your behalf. Because with man, it is impossible. But with God, what? All things are possible. Jesus' birth taught us to expect the miracle working of the Holy Ghost. The ability of, of the Holy Spirit to create something out of nothing. When man finds himself unable to calculate the ability for a miraculous conception to occur, God just stands in the wings and he says, you may not understand, but I'm the God that took absolutely nothing and made it into something. With God, this is possible. When man's hands are tied, it doesn't mean that God's hands are tied. When man's time frame has expired, it doesn't mean that God's time frame has expired. When man cannot accomplish something, it doesn't mean that God is incapable of accomplishing anything. Let me conclude by saying this to you. May this scripture be fulfilled on this Christmas day in your life in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 that said God is able to do for you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think about according to the power that works on the inside of you. So what does Christmas remind us? He reminds us that God is at work engineering your circumstances in ways that you cannot see. He can forge good out of what seems hopeless and even evil. Faint not. God holds your future in his hands. What does Christmas teach me? He teaches me the gift of hope. Hope that knows God is with me. Hope that knows with God all things are possible. Don't leave church this morning and go into a festive mood without realizing that I'm not celebrating birthday. I'm celebrating why he was born. Why was he born? Was to give me the gift of value. Why was he born? Was to be able to give me the gift of hope. Why was he born? Was because he was able to give me the gift of, of, of grace and of forgiveness. That is why Christmas. That's why we celebrate Christmas. I have hope. Every single year, I have hope. We are coming and I was asking my wife, what would you do on Christmas Day? 
31 years ago. And we started following the years over and over. 31 is quite a lot. So many of you that are still think you're young, you're old. Uh, so quickly make good decisions right now. Uh, just 31 years old. And then I started to say, when I came back from exile into this country, I... I, I uh, I, and on Christmas Day, I remember I made a new friend on Christmas Day. I made a new friend, just a new friend. The guy saw me, he said something I didn't like, I abused him. And the next thing he says is, you're my friend for life. It was through him that I was able to buy my first property. Destiny changing friends I met on the 25th of December. So if you happen to be in a party today, with, with the midst of people. Try to expand your friendship because the ones that you are with may not be able to take you to your next level. It's just a divine orchestration. It changed my destiny. 25th, I can remember meeting him at a party where someone took me to and he misbehaved and I misbehaved too and we became friends. That's all. Christmas is reconciliation. Bringing fools together, bringing wise people together, bringing God just brings everybody together. And hope, He created hope on the inside of me when it was hopeless. Four years down the line after we met, I think it was probably four years down the line after we met, He says, Ty, you can do it. Ty, don't listen to anyone else. Ty, go for that property. I said, Ah, property, mortgage, mortgage, mortgage. He says, You know what? Start now. He says, get rid of your poverty mentality. I said, no, I want to cancel flat. He says, move forward. He moved me forward just because on Christmas Day, there was a connection. Don't shut down on Christmas. God wasn't shutting down in 1991. He wasn't shutting down on my behalf. He had started to orchestrate things together that would take me to where I am. And where I am is a springboard of the decision that happened many, many, many years ago. So go home today. Rejoice in the Lord. Have hope. It's not the end of the story. It's just another year. And when you walk into 2019, honestly, you will find that God was even walking on your behalf on the 25th. Because my God does not sleep or slumber. Did you get anything from it? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.